Good morning and a happy to know you kind of a day here in podcast land. Yesterday, I was reminded that there are many people betting against me in life. In fact, some of the people betting against me, I even consider colleagues or friends. Well, today, I am here to remind myself and anyone else listening that while others may be betting against me, I will make sure that I am not one of them. I am all in on myself today. Are you all in on you? Now let's get this party started with Elma Cook. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now let's play hard. I never let the joker out my sight. Never went broke, I'm an old enough. Never made a bet so out of line till I met you and I hit the ground. I've never seen so much weakness in one place Live up to 20 inch bicep with no strength Cause you've been wrapping it around all the wrong things uh, And you were singing my praise Saying I'm magic And then get time back Welcome to the Play Hard Work Hard Morning Show, powered by the Crude Life. My name is Jason Spies. Is your mic on yet? My mic is on. Welcome to Take Three. Take Three already <laughs> here on a, on a Tuesday. Yeah, it feels like a Tuesday, man. Edition of the Time Machine yeah. done on a Wednesday night. <laughs> here for Thursday release if That's we're lucky. Right. <laughs> Depending on how it goes. Oh, I'm so far behind this week. Man. Oh, my. Willis Lord. I know, and I still got to pick up sour cream. <laughs> I got I got people texting me. Hey, you're heading west. Can you stop in Bismarck, pick up some flyers and the marketing material for us? And I'm going. I actually texted the guy back. I go. I got three kids, a dog, a thousand potatoes. I go. I'm not sure how much room we're gonna have here. Not yeah. Maybe a roof rack. Oh, we're 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 gonna buy half the stuff at Menards and Walmart when we get there for like our tent of diversity. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is gonna be a total cluster scramble. what, what do they call it? Shit show. Yeah. It's going to be organized, Snap chaos, food. shit show, man. I can't yeah. wait. By the way, folks, welcome to the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. That is Sterling. My name is Jason Spies. It is Bach and Barbecue Week. The music that you're hearing right now is the music from Alma Cook. We've been showcasing awesome. it all week long. She's got a great she's voice. Got a great voice, man. I love great her sound hair. Too. Just, Just great bohemian yeah. look to her. And she's an oil and gas safety compliance lady. Love it. Chick. Gal. <laughs> or Twitter handle or Instagram or some handle right. is uh, that safety chick. That safety chick. Nice. <laughs> So we're very excited. She's going to be singing America the Beautiful. And then we're going to... Oh, you ready for this name? Mm. Sunshine Diem. Sunshine Diem. That's who the local Dickinsonian that will be singing the national anthem. Awesome. And so what did I... Of course... Seize the day. I had to text back. I said, of course, Mm -hmm. because we're beyond Carpe Diem. Right. Lousy carp, you rough fish. (laughs) We moved right on to the sunshine. Evolve, baby. Get out of there. It's sunshine and lollipops. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. So sunshine Diem, which is the next evolution of Carpe Diem. Mm -hmm. I I love that. I don't know how we're going to incorporate that in yet, and it'll probably bomb, but I'm going to figure this out. No, you're working it. She'll be singing the national anthem, so we'll be having Alma Cook kick it off with America the Beautiful. My favorite song yeah. when it comes to the national anthemish songs. Do you need a coffee cup, by the way? In a moment. Okay. I've only had my second cup. Can you tell? 
So on a Wednesday night, right? For, yeah, for, the, it's, it's, for the Tuesday it's morning the show, yeah. Well, you got to get started early on this stuff, man. <laughs> no, it's you're gonna be up till midnight doing this anyway. Oh, uh, I but I feel like I'm delirious, like it's morning right yeah, now. No, so no. anywho, uh, uh, so Alma Cook will be singing the America the Beautiful, and then we've got Sunshine Diem. With the national anthem. That's a great name. I wonder if that's the real name. I mean, it is a real name. It's a real name. Uh, but I don't know the age yet. Okay. I'm trying to figure is it because a lot of times we'll get like a high school girl. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Sunshine, you could go either way. She well, could be 75, she could be 14. Most people figure out uh, that are singers, the national anthem is like the hardest song. Like, is Whitney Houston available? No. Uh, yeah. Crap. We don't got any. They should just replay Whitney Houston Super Bowl. Grab the show. high school kids so nobody can judge them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, because then you'll be like, oh, they tried so hard instead of they what? butchered it. And they usually do such a good job because they still got the energy and the pipes and they're used to singing it like every yeah. every you know uh, week at the ball game and things I like that. I sing it in the shower sometimes and, and I think uh, even my neighbors can hear me then and they hate it. The scene in Naked Gun... When Leslie Nielsen sings the national anthem, <laughs> I was ten or eleven years old in the movie in the movie theater yep. at the Carmike. Might have been the Century. Whoa! And I fell out. It was a sold out. I sat in the front <laughs> row. One of those where you got to look straight up the whole time. Yeah, yeah. The most, neck, neck crank. The most uncomfortable seating mm-hmm. ever. I fell out of my chair laughing so hard. <laughs> at, little, they think he's the opera guy, right? Right. It's, it's, it's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> yeah, Enrico Palazzo saved the queen. But when he sings lots of bombs in the air, I, just, I lose it. I just <laughs> lose it. I mean, it's so magnificent. Well, and by the way, not to... Not to Totally get on Leslie Nielsen, but I see the recent news in Major League Baseball. We're gonna go to that now. Oh, they're they're gonna like frisk people at the mound. Right. Who, who? Oh, looks like you might be scuffing the ball. So what? Leslie Nielsen's gonna go out there and start patting people down. Well, they're gonna add another hour to that game too. Bye bye baseball. That was a lot of fun to watch though. Baseball, you had a good run. America's game for a while, yeah, but don't get longer baseball. Oh, you, oh, you get out of the yeah, batter's box. Gotta golf. get my gloves ready gotta mix my cup up hi mom i mean are you kidding me now you got the umps going out and checking to make sure they don't way more fun to watch it when you're in the stadium for some reason all of that nothing you know something you know when i used to pitch back in the day here we go the war story when the refs would get on to me i'd just rub a little jalapeno up my nose Oh, put put a little snot on the ball you put snot on the ball (laughs) <laughs> I ain't got the speed like you, kid. Someday you won't either. <laughs> what was his name? I forget. Oh, man, I forget, but that's Major League. Major League. Major he was League. the uh, religious man yeah, in Major right, League. Yeah. <laughs> Up your butt, Joe Boo. Yeah, drinks Joe Boo's whiskey. <laughs> that's Serrano. That's right. That's, that's the president from 24. That's right. He also does those... Uh, He's the he's the uh, delivery he's the uh, del- driver in the movie Heat with uh, Michael Mann and that's right and Al Pacino. he's also like a spokesman for some bank or something like that Allstate Insurance Allstate Insurance American yeah. Allstate right he's got the, that killer voice the blue logo not the red logo not the red the blue logo insurance company yeah, I don't have insurance well that's about where I'm at now I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sorry I'm like uh, what's what's her nuts on uh, uh, Mer- married children. Um, the blonde, the, uh, the, the Christina Applegate. Yeah, okay. I, I love her. Uh, Bud, he described her one time. Her brain as being a shot glass, 
and it can only hold so much. And if you put a little more liquid in, other stuff falls out. And then she forgets things. <laughs> I kind of feel like that some yeah. days where, okay, I just, yeah. that's now falling out new information. No, I'm at that age where if I learn something new, it pushes something old. That's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So, well, we do have the Bakken barbecue coming up here and it's a, you know, a celebration of barbecue, a celebration of fellowship. And quite honestly, it's a celebration of life because everybody is welcome at the Bakken Barbecue. Right. We're still running the Shale Energy Resources interviews from last week. In fact, uh, what is it? Is it Tuesday today in our Time Machine edition? So yes. it's Tuesday today. Yes, Tuesday edition. I believe that we're going to either run uh, Krista Escamilla. Okay. I believe that's who we're running today. Or Chuck. Well, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> Stick around, folks. It'll be a surprise, even, even to we me. don't know. <laughs> well, I got to do it tomorrow morning, I guess, right, you know. Yeah. So, how do you my, keep all this stuff? Oh, man? well, normally we just, we, you know, we do it live and we rip and go. And I yeah. grab one of our interviews we did from before. But now, because you're working busy as can be with your real estate business and I'm traveling a little bit, but we're going to get caught up here. In fact, we're going we're gonna to go spend a few. Days down at Sterling's Lake Cabin in Minnesota. Yes. The People's Republic of Minnesota. <laughs> and we're going to head down there and do kind of a, I don't know, best of show, basically, where we're just going to get more of a catch up. Yeah. Get caught up because even Jenica's got fresh interviews. She's still trying to say. Well, I'll tell you, so. if we do it the first week of August, we'll have We Fest in the background. We're going to Sturgis, dude. <laughs> Sturgis is the first week of August. Well, okay, WeFest must be like the second or third week of August then, but you I can thought, hear it from I thought the they cabin. canceled WeFest. No, it's back. Well, it got sold last year plus COVID. Now it's back, man. Yeah. I oh, it got there. sold? Yeah. yeah new, it's probably new the event that, uh, person yeah. brought it up. Yeah. Pepsi bought it or something like that. Actually, I'm not sure what their name is, but apparently they're one of the big events. Yeah, that's what I most figured, of the yeah. events. Yeah. Well, consolidation, right? It's that's going right. across yeah. the board all over the There's place. Be so. four, one ticket master, four oil companies, two places you can get pad thai. Speaking of that, we're going to get in pad thai yeah, tonight. You're getting me hungry. You mentioned that earlier. Well, we can order some food for you, too. No, no, I got to go home to eat eventually. So here's what we've got we've kind of figured out. The rundown, by the way. I sent the stage itinerary to Jackie Jenkin and okay. Tiffany Steiner, the co-founders. We've got... I mean, I almost felt like this is WrestleMania. Like, we're, we've How got so, so much... <laughs> well, like I said, we've got America the Beautiful. Right. And then we've got the National Anthem right there. That's yeah, a double that's a, feature. A, yeah, it's a one-two pop right totally. there. Totally. And then, and then it's the opening ceremonies. Okay. And then we got to welcome people. It's the kickoff. I could probably hide, you know, uh, jack a plane from the local airport and fly over for you. We are, we actually already have that covered. You do? Okay. Well, it's first responders week. Okay. Or it's first responder night. So I'm pushing, and I may have pushed too hard. Okay. Because I often do that. I'm trying to get the barbecue trophies delivered by helicopter for crying out loud. I mean, listen. Throw them out with parachutes. I'm, just, I'm, I'm putting like, is, what did I say? Is, is Bono coming? No, good. Okay. How about Ron Burgundy? You know, I mean, we're, we're Josh Dumel. He's a North Dakota guy. North Dakota so guy. That's right. We're asking for all the big stuff. You know, Burgum. We're still mm -hmm. asking for Governor Doug Burgum to show up. How so, can he skip barbecue? I'm not sure, man. Man. I'm not sure. That seems like a great opportunity to just go shake babies and squeeze hands. Right, and kiss, kiss potatoes. And yeah, yeah kiss those. potatoes, shake babies. And shake. Yeah, you probably shouldn't shake the baby, but yeah. Yeah, they don't let you do that. No, not no, anymore. No, they don't 
let you do that. Okay. Not since I was a k- kid. <laughs> There's a scene in the office for Ryan. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, you can't shake the baby. No, no, they won't let you shake the baby. <laughs> he's just like, everybody's like looking at him like, okay, this is not good. So he found out. <laughs> he found out, yeah. There was a but, line but he's and giving, he crossed he's it. He's giving everybody the advice. <laughs> like he's the parental figure there. The temp, you know. Uh, oh, it was like the worst human in the office, right? <laughs> that's saying something too. That's, that's an award. He's the one who says, I want to be with my phone. Sorry, guys. I want to be with my phone. phone. He ditches them all because they were going to take his phone away at trivia night. And he's like, no, I want to be with my phone. phone. I laugh so hard at that because that is the most real scene of society right there. Would you rather be with your friends or your phone if you had to choose? I watch my daughter with her friends. They're sitting in a circle texting. But but that's the the irony is that their bodies crave that human... Mm-hmm. energy they just don't want to interact it's just that the phone's more entertaining <laughs> yeah. yeah it's more entertaining but so okay so just imagine the rundown that i have as the mc and the environmental energy ambassador Ooh. okay we've got just the getting the first responders up on stage yeah. and we got the two kickoffs of the, of the music and then we got the opening remarks which i probably have to at least write something or wing it yeah. plus i got to be mentioning sponsors all night long okay that you then, write down We've got the Bach and Barbecue Committee. They always get up and thank the the crowd Mm -hmm. and everything. Plus, we have the live auction. Plus, we have uh, first responder recognition times two, okay? Because there's so many of them. We're going to, like, do police and fire and EMTs. I mean, we got to break it up in two different things. Plus, we got Miss Teen North Dakota coming up there to talk about mental health. Nice. Plus, we got Miss Hager and Canine Rogue up on stage thanking them for their service and their energy towards the the oil and gas yeah, industry. Absolutely. Plus we got Elma Cook performing a live performance of 5000 Candles. It's like Woodstock minus That's the smelly hippies. It's like WrestleMania. Yeah. Now is Same there any wrestlers from North Dakota? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. We got to find one. I'm sure Baron Von Crusher will be there. Right. Yeah, and the Iron Sheik secretly from <laughs> the Iron Sheik. He's from Flom, North hey. Dakota. Actually, Nikita Koloff did go to Moorhead State. No kidding. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. (laughs) He played football, and he did go to Moorhead State. And he's not Russian at all. Right. He's from like Thief River Falls. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's just great, isn't it? Isn't that funny? You go to school, all of a sudden. Okay, I'm just Russian now. The rest of my life. Nikita now. Yep. People see me in person. If it pays the bills, man. I'm all about it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all about it. That's right. So. So, I mean, really, and by the way, there's several more things that I didn't even name. Yeah, that's that's a pretty full slate. Is that like within the first week or what? No, so I actually broke it down. It starts at four. Okay. And then what I, what I basically said is, you know, every 10 to 15 minutes, that first hour, I'm up on stage. Mm-hmm. People are going to be coming in. They're going to want instructions. Yep. That's, you know, you want to start directing traffic. Yeah, get the start. party rolling. Here we there. go, folks. I know you've always wanted to know behind the scenes of an MC. Well, yeah. here we go. Woo. VH1 said no, but darn it, <laughs> behind the MC right here. Bum, bum, bum. Man, you would have been perfect on MTV back in the day. Ba- like uh, a VJ? Behind the music? Yeah. Or, or I'm thinking like, you know, like a Kurt Loader or somebody. You could had been- to say Loader, didn't you? <laughs> Couldn't say Martha Quinn or Colin Quinn. Or Duff. <laughs> right. Duff went on to do some pretty amazing things. I think so. She was in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. She was the female villain in Dumb and Dumber. 
I guess there was a villain. That's well, right. Well, she was yeah, the villain. Yeah, she was the villain. The, yeah. the gas man died. <laughs> he got outsmarted by dumb by Lloyd that, Christmas. Yeah, that's, and Harry. Wow, Harry. We have to go back to that now. Harry, let's start a worm farm. I right. forget Harry's and last I think that, name. Yeah, it doesn't have a last name. Greatest shit scene in the history of cinema. Really, better than Train Spotting. I okay. when his legs actually go up in the air from the propulsion <laughs> from the laxative, that's money. That is some good acting. That is good directing. That is a key grip. Yep. Everybody has hit a home run on and that scene. Exactly. So that's some good well, that'll get stuff. Get you up there. in the morning. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. See, I did mention yesterday when I went back and listened to the show. Oh, that uh, there were several sentences and thoughts that I started that we didn't finish. <laughs> Which was the entire... you just noticing this. Yeah. Well, one was actually kind of important, so I do want to mention this because we are playing a little bit hard this week because I've been gone for a week and a little, little, loose. Li- little delirious working double time. What do we well, do? I'm also putting out you know promo stuff for the Bach and Barbecue every night, yeah, too. Yeah, you're just 90 miles an New hour changing stuff. oil. Oh, so anywho, uh, says any owl... The EPA, now I'm not going to lose my train of thought again. So the EPA director, Michael Regan, you know, when I went on my little uh, gush fest, love fest about him. Well, and it's more the shale play prophet just saying, listen, I really believe this is just the entrance of his political career. I think you're going to be seeing his name in some very major stuff. Really? Oh, without a doubt. He's. So charismatic. Okay. Theo Huxtable, charismatic. Somebody okay. about to just take off, you think? And so, not, you know, not quite Obama, not quite The Rock, but just right. that, that close. Charisma. Close. Mankind, at least. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, love how you, I love how your scale it's is awesome. Pro wrestling, yeah, right? Pro wrestling. You're no mankind, but. Well, do you want me to get a YouTube videos? I mean, he's no, <laughs> no Charlie no, no, no. bit my finger. No. God, but no. ducks and bunnies, he's all about them. <laughs> so the Star Wars kid, he's got nothing on him. But oh, no, uh, what he did say, though, is that the waters of the United States, WOTUS, waters of the United States, WOTUS. which is probably, to quote Attorney General Wayne Stengem, the most universally disliked piece of legislation ever to come out of the Obama administration. Okay. That's saying something. That is saying something out of the administration part. So what Michael Regan said, the administrator for the EPA, is that there are many parts of the WOTUS, the Waters of the United States Act, that he feels are unlawful. Mm-hmm. And that I wrote that down as my note. I actually brought that up to Wayne Stengem, Attorney General. He agreed. Yeah, that begs that, a follow-up. Yeah, and, and basically, so we are going to track that. But the, the, the WOTUS, the Waters of the United States Act, and I brought it up to Jim Wright, the Texas Railroad Commissioner, too, uh, just to let you know he's very aware of this. There are some attorneys who will argue and have, okay, so, which means that they will spend money to become successful in the court of law. Right. And if you're in America and democracy rules, it doesn't matter as long as you find the right judge that will go with you. This is my court. My law. You don't like it? Go to the next county over. Right. My court. My well. If you got enough money, you can just judge hop until you find until one you that's going to agree with appeal, you. Appeal, totally. Appeal, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's just you got to be kind of careful on that stuff. So what these attorneys who are the Greta Thunberg, the AOC, mm-hmm. the socialist attorneys. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I mean by this. Is they use the environmental cause to be to get socialism. Is if you have a puddle. Mm-hmm. in your backyard, then the government controls it because it's water. 
That's the waters of the U.S. Act. Right. Is that some people can interpret it all the way to that degree sure. that if you if rain falls overnight, that puddle in your backyard, you got to check with the government before you can do anything. So with if it. I flood, does that mean that I'm just I'm a holding spot for the government's water? You can't charge them rent. <laughs> no, you can't do that. No, in fact, in Devil's Lake, they charge you. Yeah, oh yeah, they do. That poor, as there's families out in Devil's Lake that have been flooded for 20 years and they still get taxed like it's farmland. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Because, I mean, we it's just haven't. It's not usable. It's not. Right. And we, all it is is we just haven't updated the legislation on yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So, anyway. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a dotted I and a T and it's somebody else suffering for 20 years. So I did want to just bring that EPA administration, administration part up because, uh, I, like I said, I listened to the show. And yeah, I do start a lot of thoughts and then we get sidetracked and side railed and then pretty soon out of time, go to the next and <laughs> it just kind of flows all together. But this should be a fun Bach and barbecue. Uh, you ready for my entry? Yes. Because I know we got news coming up next. So we got just about a minute or two and then we're going to go to news. Give us a little tease here. So I got the picture from the trophy people. Okay. And the trophies are done. They are. And the hopefully on the people's choice is the biggest. Okay. Okay. Which is good. That makes sense. So I'm going to go after the. I'm going after the people's choice. You want the freedom award. And here's what we're going to enter. Okay. We're going to enter a a, a smoked, a dapple, smoked, Mm, ESG certified potato of inclusion. All right. We're going to enter one of those. These are, they, they, and they really do look like the most inclusive potatoes I've ever seen. And I'm not sure how we're going to top it yet. If we're going to put the sour cream and the fixins and Bacon. everything. I'm not sure. We might just put those on the side, kind of yeah. like an oyster bar. Let people do it themselves. I, I might set it up like an oyster bar now that I just said that out loud. Yeah. Because that's a nice presentation, you know, and that sort of yeah. thing. And, well, you got to put the horseradish in, and then you got to put the malt in. You know, it's... It, it's it's an experience. Nice. You get those little just pre pats of butter, you know. Just well, we are doing those. Okay, we are doing you. those. There you go. You're set then. In fact, we, we're we're gonna we're gonna smoke some with butter in the tin foil. Oh, so oh, yeah. so the tube, the root, just absorbs that mm. butter. But then we're gonna do non butter ones too. So the the boring ones. Right, split that yep. open. Put some brisket in there. <laughs> now we are going to do the smashed spuds of civility. <laughs> All right. And the double taxed potatoes. Double taxed. The but the state tax. But potatoes. the smashed spuds of civility is my secret weapon. You ready for this? I'm ready. So we're going to go around and by hook or crook, I'm getting a piece of everybody's meat from the Bach and barbecue. Okay. And if I got to bring a secret suitcase in the same way that Aerosmith stole Moe's recipe for the Flame and Moe, <laughs> right? When he, when he put it yeah. in the funnel or was, was yeah, it? We'll just, uh, yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll get you a Yeti container or something, a little safer that way. I am going to get a piece of everybody's meat. So ribs, brisket, chicken, mm. pull, pulled pork. You name it. Sounds like you're eating at Hardee's. And then I'm going to put it in a blender uh, or whatever. Why, wait, why? I'm going to chop it up. Okay. Okay, I'm going to put it in a chopper. Okay, get a process it. Turn and it then I'm going to throw all of that in the smashed spuds of civility. Oh. Okay, because we're so civil. Man. Everybody's welcome it's at the Bach and Barbecue. So my thought is, is that, no, no, 
You you don't understand. We have the first place, second place, third place, and the fourth place meets in here. We already won. Yeah, we got this locked. We, up. we got a lock. We got it locked up sorry. here. Sorry. Yeah. So we're we're just gonna try to win by default and then by technicality. <laughs> so we've already protested that we haven't won yet. Okay. So you've you've already started the legal wheels going. Well, here. if you're gonna add up the score, which I assume they do, right? That's how they do. No favorites. We got to go by yeah, score. Who judges this. So if the first place got a perfect 10, okay. and the second place got a 9, and the third place got an 8, well, then we got a 27, right? I would think so. Because we got their meat in our, yeah, and, and, and our double tax t- t- spuds of civility. Yeah, and if I've learned anything in Smashed 46 years of life is that putting all your favorite foods together into a blender is always going to work out well. I still don't have the ESG certified stamper yet, the one <gasps> where the brander, where you brand it. <laughs> Love it. Oh, this is going to be off the hook. Oh, man. I can already smell it cooking. Call from the news media today, too. You know what he said? Mm. So, is this real? Featured on the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show this week is by Elma Cook, leading up to her performance at the Bach and Barbecue of 5,000 Candles. But before then, she will kick off the night with America the Beautiful. This is Elma Cook. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by Orange Property Management. The origins of Orange Property Management date back to the year 2000, when Fargo native Mike Marcel, an entrepreneur who was living in California, was starting to acquire residential properties in the Bay Area as a little side venture. Fast forward to today, Orange Property Management has grown to 36 full-time employees across 13 communities with a portfolio of over 1,300 residential and commercial units ranging from single-family homes to multi-family apartment Developments. For more information, visit their website, orangeproperties.com. That's orangeproperties.com. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an 
industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. That's what love is like that. Yeah. Who am I that I would push back? Is that the loving thing? You made a bet for me that I Welcome back to the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. My name is Jason Spees. That is Sterling. And we are going to do some news, rumors, and news speak here in just a second or two. But uh, what, do you like Thai food? Yes. What, what kind of, I mean, you're kind of picky with your food, so. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't like cilantro. And I don't like coconut. Okay. So, so why, why do you like Thai food? Then? Right, that's what I get asked a lot. Yeah. So lemongrass too, probably don't like that. Uh, you know, what, what do you get then? When we get Thai food, it's my what, wife pad gets thai? It. Yeah, it's usually a pad thai, or it's you know, it's just some sort of meat. You know, just some sort of meat. No man, it's gray. It's got a stick. Uh, some sort of meat dude, on a stick. It, yeah, hachanush. It's the best. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> stick, stick. You <laughs> crab juice. <laughs> no Mountain Dew, man. Who wants that? So. Anyway, I'm going to probably... Yeah, you're going to get some Pad Thai going here. Something soon, yeah. or another. I, I get the coconut milk soup. Yeah. I love that. The Tom Ghee or the Tom Coom or the Tom... Some kind of Tom. You know, it's it's a t- it must be... Because I like coconut. Like actual coconut. See, and I could take or leave coconut. No, man. On. I could eat that thing raw. But no, I, yeah. it's the milk. I love coconut milk. So good. Anyway. Milk be milk. Right? Hippie. Well, here we are on the, what, Tuesday morning edition we're doing Wednesday night. That's that going to be played on Thursday that's morning. Gonna, if, if I get to it. <laughs> well, you still got six hours until it's technically Thursday morning. I guess so. So <laughs> we're going to order some pad thai and maybe get some work done here. I mean, I, it's just, it's been ketchup, man. I mean, it's, I, it's ketchup, mustard ketchup. too, you know, yeah. a little bit of relish. Oh, you wish. I, I haven't even gotten, a, yeah, I haven't been able to relish <laughs> anything. That's right. Relish any of this, man. <laughs> it's bad when your jokes just backfire on you. Have you even been to your cool secret spot since you've been back? I went one time okay. to my cool secret it's spot. It's like your little yes. decompression. Boy, yeah. Frackleberry was just off the Oh, I bet she was thinking about it the whole way back, man. We got within a mile of the secret spot with the lake. Mm -hmm. She's all going crazy. (laughs) Jumped right out of there. So, well, we should probably get to some news, news, man. All right. So, you know, uh, you were getting a lot of hits on pipelines and stuff like that. This comes from the High Country News. This is is out of Denver. Must be, right? Oil and gas behemoth. Like that. ExxonMobil shaken by shareholders. Yeah, they've been having some issues with the uh, board of directors. Yeah, same with Shell. So in February 2019, this is the backstory, ExxonMobil shareholders attempted to pass a resolution that would have pushed the company to adopt stricter and more transparent emission targets in response to climate change. Exxon fought back, blocked the vote through the Securities and Exchange Commission, and uh, which under the Trump administration stalled similar resolutions at other companies and dismissed the idea as micromanagement. But in May, the oil industry received a major shock. Against executive wishes, ExxonMobil shareholders elected three new members to the board of directors, all with the expertise to help transition Exxon away from oil and gas and toward clean energy. Wow. 
Check this out. Calling it a watershed moment, Fred Krupp, Environmental Defense Fund president, told the Washington Post it's no longer tenable for companies like ExxonMobil to defy calls to align their businesses with decarbonizing the economy. Boy, this is interesting. It's got all kinds of aggressive terms in it. Well, it's almost like the climate coup. I mean, they're going, you know, they're they're well, taking over at the board of directors level. That's levels. how you do it, right? I mean, well, isn't that what they always said the CIA did? We we would go over into a country, take over, the and country. we would basically prop up one of their their own be, mm-hmm. that would become one of our leaders. Well, that's what we did to Saddam, right? Is yeah, that Saddam was yep. kind of our little puppet, and then he turned on us. And then we hung them out to dry, literally. Quick little side story from living over. I didn't in mean Saudi that Arabia. to be as, as no, as, no, is about Saddam. Is yeah. I remember seeing uh, news footage of Donald Rumsfeld, yeah. former Secretary of Defense, visiting Saddam Hussein, shaking hands because we were helping them against the Iranians back then. So that's the thing in the Middle East, man. We just we turned to one, then we turned to the other, and we turned. Didn't to the he other. get the key of Detroit? Or I, was that Lee Iacocca? That was Lee Iacocca. I but think. I think Saddam got. Keys to cities around, you know. He might have. I mean, because they were considered. No, him and Rumsey were good friends. Yeah. He, he was friends with the Bush administration at one time, yeah. without a doubt. That that was weird kept, to think that it was all personal. Well, that, that's right. There, there was a like lot a of people that feud. believe. Yeah, they believe that the Iraq one mm-hmm. was Bush Senior pissed off at Saddam. Yeah. Iraq two was. Bush Jr. getting back for dad. Well, yeah, because Saddam tried to take a whack at Bush 1 after the war. If you remember that, happened a couple of months or a year. Bush 1 went to Kuwait after he lost the election. Celebrated as a hero, and somebody tried to kill him. It was tied back to Saddam. We may never know that whole motivation behind it all. You well, know, kings used to go to war because they hated each other, not the countries. It's well, the totally. same thing now, man. Yeah, yeah right? well, never exactly. Changed. Never changed. Well, that was the whole point of Lost. Right. The whole point is of Lost. Oh, you just well, thanks. Spoiler it, it, it alert. Was to point that out. Only that, on season four. That no matter what, at the end you boil it down is just two people trying to get even off each other yep. and using every resource possible they can. You yep. know, and totally. oh, totally without a doubt. I mean, this though is interesting because <laughs> what it is sneaky. is you've got Shell, mm-hmm. BP, yep. and now Exxon that have gone the way of not, not, not only saying right? they're green. Not only putting ads out during Super Bowl saying that we're, we're green with algae, because I, I don't think Exxon's done an oil ad in 10 years. It's all been growing algae, right? Last, the last Exxon ones I remember were from the early 80s. I mean, seriously, when have they done? They, they haven't done much. Yeah, after except the Valdez, I think they kept it quiet. Totally. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And so what you're seeing is that the big three, right? Shell, BP, and Exxon, are those the big three? I, I can't. I mean, yeah, right? Who else is there? Well, I mean, you got Aramco, but that's that's a different deal. That's a supplier, That's though. a country. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, it's I look at it as is that, well, okay, there you go. Yeah. I do think the one wild card is going to be Occidental. And the only reason I say that is because they got a female. Mm-hmm. That's the CEO. And, and she was very strongly coming out against well, in, in what, transition. Whatever direction we're going, yeah. it, it will be w- women that lead it. And they are right now mm-hmm. because our energy secretary is a female. Mm-hmm. AOC and Greta are females. Uh, who's the other one? The um, the EPA administration. Yeah. Uh, she's a female. Well, and really across the board on Democrat and Republican sides, there's an ascendancy of women in power, which is, in my opinion, probably a good thing because it's something new. With the Occidental CEO, I think it's 
she really stuck the company neck out there, but at the same time, probably looking at this is where it's going. How do we monetize it? How do we be first? The, the reason that she's the wild card mm-hmm. is number one, because she's a female. But number two is because she's a female that's saying something different. Mm-hmm. Is that she's saying, I agree with you in theory, but not the direction you want to go. Whereas BP, Shell, and Exxon, they're agreeing with the direction that the UN mm-hmm. and the Greta yeah. and the AOC want to go. Yeah. And, and API is agreeing with that direction and this and that. Now, the, the Occidental is saying, eh, we don't really want to go there, Let's, but, but we, we get it. Well, they, Occidental sees, if I understood their, ca- their carbon capturing idea, is that it's, you know, it's basically taking existing infrastructure. Oh, this carbon capture right? business. Okay. But, you know, it's, it's taking existing infrastructure and monetizing that, and you know they're going to get sub, they're going to be I'm front just, of the line, is, man, to me, for federal this money, is, right? This is a nut. I, the more and more I'm looking at this carbon capture, I get it. But I'm also seeing how it's just going to preserve the power and the wealth. If only nature created something like a that forest, could capture carbon effectively, or an ocean. Yeah, but I'm thinking of something that you could plant. It's hard to make an ocean, right? Maybe you should make more land. <laughs> now, my grandfather said they're never going to be making anymore. That's why you want to deal in real estate. You know, if we could just get enough pallets. Except for the Chinese. They're making more. In hot air balloons, we could make some land and float it. <laughs> we, could get the, we could get the floating. Are we going to be like up? The, the floating uh, <laughs> development. I, the fo- yeah, I, nothing could possibly go wrong. Nothing could possibly go wrong, especially not going over concealed carry state. No, not at all. Yeah, oh, be sh- oh, oh, shit, it's Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a no-fly zone, man. So on the other side of the spectrum here. You got Texas. This is coming off of uh, worldoil.com news. Boycott Texas oil and Texas will boycott you, says Governor Abbott with a new law. Governor Greg Abbott signed a law into a uh, bill into law on Monday banning state investment in businesses that cut ties with is, oil and gas industry. Is somebody putting bourbon in that guy's coffee? Because <laughs> he, he's building a wall. Now he's telling. I Dude, mean, just this, like signing things. He's man. got all he's kinds for of president. stuff. I know. I love it. What's he got going on? I, so, wow. He wants basically. Okay, so last month, Texas Railroad Commissioner Wayne Christian, a Republican, Mm -hmm. called on the Securities and Exchange Commission, U.S. President Joe Biden, and Congress to issue rules regulating sustainability-focused investments so they don't discriminate against oil and gas producers. That makes sense to me. So what they're looking at basically— Oh, so they're on the rank prejudice now, too. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad in reality, the new they law, they the say, probably wouldn't lead to massive selling by state funds like the teacher retirement system of Texas or the employment retirement system of Texas. Thanks to a number of amendments, a fund may still be able to justify holding stock in, say, somebody like Google, which won't provide uh, services for oil and gas production or AI services for oil and gas production. But they would still be able to do it. See, that, that's the thing is this, this is another one of those. You hurt me, so I'm going to hurt you. Uh, but it, who gets hurt? Everybody, right? Plus, they're going to have so many amendments in this thing to say, yeah, okay, uh, you boycott us. Except, well, if you don't boycott Google, you're not really boycotting people. But this is... this is You don't getting, boycott Amazon, th- you're not boycotting anybody. This is getting in the land of crazy again. Because, it is. It's stupid, man. Well, Ping pong. I don't even know... It's just by, by trying to divest yourself from fossil fuels, it's not possible. You, you have to go live in a third world country 
in Africa to do that. Actually, they're using they're using fossil fuels just fine over there. But I know what you mean, right? I'm, I mean, I'm being, I, I go go to the Amazonian rainforest mm-hmm. and find some some Aborigine tribe right. in Australia yeah. because, quite honestly. It's it's like next to impossible to do that. Just be okay. Let's say that you're going to make coffee mugs out of recycled coffee beans because you can do that. Yeah. Okay. With a 3D printer, you can do that. Sure. How the heck are you going to get that plastic without fossil fuels on the back end in some you know factory making? And that? are you walking those coffee beans in from South America? Oh, totally. I mean, <laughs> just the the I, the the enablement. Yeah. That is being done by the elected officials. It's has got to stop. It's 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 empty, stupid rhetoric. And the thing is, is that we all know it. We all know it. But for some reason, it goes on because you know there's... this is like when you enable a child yeah, about Santa Claus. Seriously, dude, this is like I feel like in third grade we learned how to behave, right? But some people have forgotten. Well, okay, look, you know you've got people... Oh, hang on here. Oh, we're getting some messages from already? Trump. Got one from Trump here. <laughs> Don't miss out on this once-in-a-lifetime chance to meet President Trump at a rally, flight, and hotel covered. <laughs> he's, in a, he's into travel packages now. I got the Trump travel the package. Trump the meet and greet with Trump. All right, well, go on. Sorry. No, I, I, actually, it'd be, they need to come out with a Trump app where you can start accumulating like Trump bucks or Trump miles. Trump tokens. Trump tokens, yeah. right? What I'm just saying is that, you know, what Abbott seems to be doing here, especially since it's it's neutered out of the gate, right? If 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 you can still invest in companies like Google that don't provide AI for oil and gas industries, but if you can set that aside and say, well, we'll still deal with them because they're Google, then you're you're not really boycotting anything. You're That's just making I'm a saying. stupid statement, right? It's it's it hurts my head. It's just it hurts my head because. All, all we're doing is shouting louder. Yeah. Who can shout louder and who has got more power? And, and, and I, I, I'm at the point where I just want to fight. Like, well, I, I want to go and do Fight Club. Well, like, see, literally go and actually yeah. fight it out because the words are getting us nowhere. And that's, that's, the, that's the real kind of scary thing about this, this conversation, this rhetoric that's going back and forth, is that that's what it leads us to. Even the most... Passive of men, us, men. It does, yeah. Well, but I'm saying even the most passive people I know, men or women, are getting to the point where they're just like, nobody's listening. So what do we do? And that's when you start to get scary shit happening. Well, and th- this is where the men are from, men are from Mars, and women are from Venus come mm-hmm. into play. Men need a resolution. Yeah. Okay, they need something to be finalized, and getting their ass kicked is finalized. Yeah, but they'd rather be the one kicking the butt, but they don't care either. It's just aggression. We need to close the chapter and move on. Yeah. How I don't do know. we? How do we? I, I don't That's know thing, if man. women are like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not sure because Days of Our Lives has been on for 40 years and the same storyline is still going on. They don't care much for resolution. Yeah. That's why That's this true. transition is going to be so interesting. Oh, man. Well, you know, well, I just blew your mind. Yeah, then, you didn't did just I? blew my mind because I watched General Hospital when I was a kid with my mom. And I'm pretty sure that's still going Is on. Is Howie Mandel still a doctor on there? No, <laughs> he's, he's like giving away a million dollars to the right baby. That was St. Elsewhere. Come on. <laughs> was it? Okay. I can't Jeez Louise, get your dated 80s reference right, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just decoration. It's Joan Van Ark. What's she doing off Knott's Landing? 
<laughs> What's the next news story here? That seemed like want, a good spot. We want to, some more news or we want some fun news? Texas is kicking ass. Yeah. I, I got that news story down. <laughs> Governor Abbott is, he's, he's somebody put some bourbon in his coffee and he's got his bowl right. And he's ready to go. And apparently he's he's putting the same type of uh, law into place for gun or, or manufacturers. So if, you, if it's a company that boycotts, <laughs> Uh, or has strong belief in gun control policies, they're not supposed to work with them. Again, so you know what we're doing? You, we talk about silo in our news Jeez. and our ideology. Now we're going to have silo business, man. It is. It's going to be like, oh, I can't go outside my network because they did this. It's like people not eating Chick-fil-A or something like that. You know? I mean, it's, it's going to get to the point now where I am just going to have to start answering questions like, when they asked me, you know, sexual history, I'm just going to look at them and say, it's awesome and none of your damn business. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to start answering questions like that because they're, it's just, it's getting out of hand. Well, I think about what Ron Swanson's mom said when they asked why she had so many guns. This America? Yeah. Then I don't have to ask your, answer your stupid questions, do I? Love that. <laughs> Check out this room. Why is there so many guns? This is America, isn't it? Well, I don't have to answer stupid questions standing on my own property. <laughs> That's right, standing on my own property. <laughs> well, oh, let's end so with great. a little bit of a fun here. We got... Uh, so, Are you, you going to blow my socks off here? Dude, I, we're going to blow something out here. <laughs> okay, so NBC halts production of Ultimate Slip and Slide after crew members experience, quote, dull, explosive diarrhea. Not just diarrhea, not pooping. No, it's explosive. All right, so first of all, you just read the headline, right? Yes. I know we're all going to gravitate towards the explosive diarrhea, but can I back up for just a second? The fact that there's a reality show about slip and slides? That's what I was just yeah. going to ask. Yeah. It's you, almost like they did this just to get people to go, oh, what the, did, let's watch did it. Did you just say NBC? Yeah, I know, right? Do you, do, you, gonna, do you peacock? Is this going to be on prime time? I mean, is it time to bring back Joe Rogan and have women in, in bikinis eat reindeer balls again? Did that, did that ever go away, though? Fear Factor? I remember Fear yeah, Factor. Yeah. That, oh, that, that's when I got rid of my TV was yeah. Arrested Development was not a show in the ratings at all. Nope. And it was like the most well-written. And got canceled right away. Intelligently yeah. written shows. And Joe Rogan, who I love Joe Rogan, but Fear Factor was number one, and it was women in bikinis eating reindeer balls. Yeah. That was the number one show, and I'm like, yeah, it's the end of the TV. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't even need to go on TV to eat reindeer balls, man. I like to sit at home in the dark. And just order them online. Yeah, and it's just, it's just me and a bowl of Jello. Sometime I want to hear some Uber Eats stories from you <laughs> when you're out delivering that stuff. That's got to be a deal. I'll swap some Tinder stories if you want. Yeah, yeah I think go. yours are going to be way more interesting. Yeah, the, 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 the most exciting thing is the backseat of my car smells like the most awesome Indian Chinese uh, barbecue buffalo wing restaurant ever. So I did, by the way, I did go on one one of these. Uh, you got a date one story? Of these Tinder dates, you know? Oh, how'd it go? And immediately I knew I didn't want to be there. Okay. The minute she walked in, it vibe the whole deal. You yeah. just know. Did you guys meet a, a, a neutral a location? Starbucks, yeah, okay. a Starbucks. You always got to do. Just, never go to a second location with a Tinder hookup. Ne- oh, never. No. Yeah. And um, so I just channeled uh, Joan Calamosa. Calamesa. <laughs> Joan Calamesa? Calamesa, I think, yeah. I'm a very sexual person. I'm big into exploring my sexuality right now. How about you? 
That's how you. That's how you opened. <laughs> that's, that was just kind of how. I just wanted to that's see where it went, man, because no. it's win-win. It's win-win. Either it's going to be no, a real interesting not. night. No, no, no it's no, not. You, okay. No, it's not. Okay, so you weren't hoping for the <laughs> let's have pizza and have sex line. Okay. Well, she was dressed like you know something that came from an Amish party. Now that could be wild. Well, she was a heterite, so you know, a little. No, just okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, man, but it sounds cool. What do we got for the next news story? All right, so NBC, right? So they indefinitely halted production for their upcoming game show, sorry, Ultimate Slip and Slide, after a... And we looked out how to pronounce this, didn't we? Dear Lord, it's a game show, too? Yeah, it's a Giardia outbreak. Giardia outbreak. Oh, Giardia. Yeah, the rap reported at least one I person think they put tested that on, positive. Uh, Chicago hot dogs, right? On Chicago beef? I think that's part of a stuffed crust. Yeah, <laughs> Up to 40 crew members fell violently ill during production, resulting in awful explosive diarrhea that left people collapsing and being forced to run into porta potties. This is awesome, man. That's some bad pizza. Yeah, that's apparently it's a small parasite typically found in soil, food or water. Interesting. Yeah, that's usually when you get the Texas trots. <laughs> the you know, trots. That, type, that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You get the south of the border hot trots. So, of course, the picture they have on the front is not related to the story, except that it's somebody on a slip and slide that happens to be muddy. But that wasn't my first thought. Oh, come on. <laughs> For real? Yes. It's probably like some sort of uh, chocolate pudding slip and slide wrestling. So apparently Ultimate Slip and Slide was described as a fresh take on Whammo's iconic 1960s outdoor game and takes the spirit of the classic backyard slide and transforms it into a real life water park full of gigantic slippery rides. Wow. This is so upsetting to me because, I mean, I would rather watch. No, it seems like... We already have Double Dare. Yes. Double Dare's fine. Mark Summers, right? He's still doing that over on Nickelodeon. That, I mean, that's got to so. be that's got to be a tent post, a right. hitch post. It's a, it's a franchise. A tent, a tent pole. pole. It's got to be, right? I mean, right. Double Dare, that's that's still around, isn't it? It's a Honestly, great show. Know, but probably if at not, least in reruns. Sure, it's coming back right. in some sort of new form with Mario Lopez, right? <laughs> I think he's dead. No, he's not no, dead. He's That's not Screech. Dead. That's the other guy. So I, I look at this, and then I think of the Japanese game show as where we're going, right? Oh, yeah. Because Running Man's after that, right? Where we actually put criminals... Into yeah. into game shows and bet. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where we're going. It's somewhere between that and the purge. I Blade think is Runner, where we're at. right? Yeah, Running right. Man. I mean that that. Yeah. If if you look at all the other movies, they've come true. Most well, of them. Dude, give give your wrestlers chainsaws, and we got Running Man. <laughs> I think if you put a television show on Fox right now mm-hmm. or NBC. That was close to the running man. And you didn't even have to go after and kill prisoners. If you put prisoners in a Japanese game show like MXC, where they just got to do obstacle courses, but then they get smacked by... You know, things and, and put into water. People watch that all day long. Yeah, there's a lot of slapping in Japanese games. They would shows. bet on it like horses. Oh, man. Absolutely, you would. And you could bet you could bet on fictitious horses at the bar, too. Oh, yeah. I've seen where you're watching the electronic horse. Yeah. There's got to be a whole subculture. Dude, I lived in Reno. You can bet on anything. I mean, you name it. Well, that's legit odds. betting. This, I know, but this, this bar betting still. is, I don't know about that. Where <laughs> I think it's, it's a just, little fixed. Well, it's like they put in an old episode of Gumby or something like that. And it's just like... <laughs> 
But you know, it's funny, as, as hard as we work to make our money, so many of us are just like, how can I get rid of it? How can I? Right. <laughs> what can I do to be done with money? So ultimate slip and slide, not really my cup of tea. I think I'd have to pass on this one, man. I, I'm, I'm just very disappointed that we're going backwards away from the running man. Do you want to go running towards the running man? Well, I would closer than slip and slide with diarrhea. Now, see, I watched a Japanese game show called Slippery Stairs, and each contestant is in a skin-tight latex head-to-toe onesie, and they have to climb up a set of inflatable stairs, and every kind of viscous, slimy goo is trickling down the stairs. 15 minutes, nobody got to the top of that damn thing. And people watched it. Oh, man, I was in I was trance, That's what I'm saying. Man. The Japanese have figured out the game shows. Yeah. Okay, they figured it out. They, and, and they make it work for it. Okay, They like, just went weird out the gate. I mean, totally. there wasn't like a progression to weird. They were just, hey, let's put people in bodysuits. Right. You know? Well, they figured out, let's make a deal. Yeah. You know, you, if you dress like a big side of fries, you know, Wayne Brady's going to come ask you a Monty Hall question, <laughs> right? That's just how it goes. Most of our game shows and reality shows I've discovered actually originated in like England or Australia or, you know. Have you seen uh, the new Let's Make a Deal? No. With uh, Elizabeth Banks? Oh, no. She's, I heard she was uh, doing Avery it. from Yes, I remember Rock. Avery Jessup. Yeah. Smoking hot. Yeah. Extremely. just, And I'm not a big blonde guy. I like them small too. Yeah, yeah. She's tall, big, small, all big, kinds. small. Yeah, big, small. <laughs> Between the ages of eight and eighty, and not more than three days dead. I know you've got some standards. I do. Yes. <laughs> she also did the voice in the Lego Movie. Heartbeats good. Heartbeat. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's not integral to the plot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's preferred. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's you know it's like it's like chrome on your bike. You know it's extra. It doesn't make the bike go. <laughs> But I, I would like to see that. I haven't seen it yet, and I actually think she'd do a good job. And yeah. I love the old uh, Peter Tamarkin, Press Your Luck. Oh, now that would be cool. Back in the day. Yep. But uh, I haven't watched too many game shows. I, I, do, I have seen, uh, is it, um, what's the Wheel of Fortune show? The Wheel of Fortune? Okay, the other one with the wheel. <laughs> uh, let's see, there's Jeopardy, there's Wheel of Fortune, there's... Bob Barker. Oh, you're talking about Price is Right, Price man. is Right. There we go. The Snow Day Special. That, you know what? When I wasn't watching General Hospital in the morning with my mom, I was watching Bob Barker, Price is Right. He's still alive, by the way. Is he really? He's like 95 years old, still alive. I remember he kicked Adam Sandler's butt. And he trained for that. Did he Chuck really? Chuck Norris. Did he really? Yeah, that's actually... <laughs> that's that's where I wanted to go with this. That's the was best that, scene yeah, in that movie, so, man. What, Bob Barker's really proud about this, and they wanted to get a stunt double, and he said, no, my neighbor's Chuck Norris, and we're <laughs> training for this. So that was him fighting and doing that, and he trained for that. He's very proud about that That's scene. That's awesome. You know, and if it's Chuck Norris is your neighbor, you didn't choose to be Chuck Norris's neighbor. Chuck Norris chose you. Right. To be and just neighbor. think about that. You get to go up to Chuck Norris and say, the price is wrong, bitch. Featured on the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show this week is by Elma Cook leading up to her performance at the Bakken Barbecue of 5,000 Candles. But before then, she will kick off the night with America the Beautiful. This is Elma Cook. Only for your profits, no matter what the cost to me. 
Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by Orange Property Management. The origins of Orange Property Management date back to the year 2000 when Fargo native Mike Marcel, an entrepreneur who was living in California, was starting to acquire residential properties in the Bay Area as a little side venture. Fast forward to today, Orange Property Management has grown to 36 full-time employees across 13 communities with a portfolio of over 1,300 residential and commercial units ranging from single-family homes to multi-family apartment developments. Elements. For more information, visit their website, orangeproperties.com. That's orangeproperties.com. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now let's work hard. Welcome to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Spies. We are at the Permian Basin Association of Pipeliners booth right across the red carpet from the Crude Life here at the Shale Energy Resources 2021 Conference and Trade Show in the Midland Horseshoe Pavilion. Sometimes I, I always type horse show, <laughs> and then I got to go in and do horseshoe, and that laughter is Krista Escamilla of PBS Basin Life, Permian Perspectives Podcast, and her husband and her also own Rig ID Workwear, so we got a few things to talk about today. Just a few. Yes, thanks for having me on. I'm well, excited to be here. I'm very excited for you being here for a number of reasons, and I joked about this with Sterling, who's the co-host of the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show, the gentleman who grew up in Saudi Arabia on an yes. oil base. So he actually grew up in, um, it's called Dahran, okay. okay? So Texaco, Standard Oil, mm-hmm. okay? Then was called Ramco. Now it's called Saudi Ramco, which is the world's largest oil and gas company, right? So that's Mm -hmm. the evolution. Well, when his dad worked for Ramco, when it was American-owned at that time, Mm -hmm. but there's like 40,000 people living in this oil compound. So think of a man camp, crew camp. Wow. But they have schools, golf courses, commissaries, grocery stores. So he has never worked a day in oil and gas, but he grew up in the, and he literally grew up in the industry. If you worked wow. as a school teacher, your check came from Ramco. 
Wow, that's incredible. Right. <laughs> and by the way, one of his teachers later on in life got caught as one of the most world-renowned sex offenders. Oh, no. So we then sidebarred into how big data has really helped the oil and gas industry with the hiring practices. Here we had yes. on Charles C. Harris Chalk. Chalk, yes, Chalk. Right before you. <laughs> Saw him. He's a great guy. And what he does is background checks. Yes. And we were not able to get into it because we had to shorten the interview because I told him, as soon as the main event, Krista <laughs> Escamilla comes, you're out, buddy. I think he should have talked to Chalk longer. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but that was a big deal. We talked about this uh, with Midland Mayor uh, 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 Patrick Payton as well, mm-hmm. that back in the day before Big Data, you could start in Alaska, rape and pillage your way all the way to Tuscaloosa, back up through the Marcellus. But now they know who you are before you even walk in the door. Yes. So that's really helped the industry out a lot. Technology. Yes. And so I don't even know how we got on that little sidebar <laughs> of a topic, but okay, there we go, folks. So uh, I did want to mention, though, that I am very excited and honored and privileged and grateful because two reasons. Uh, one, you're doing everything in life I'd want to do. <laughs> doing a PBS show just is like a journalist's dream. I love it. It's, it's fantastic. Well, yeah. you kind of get to do what you want to do. Right. You know, does, does that happen for you? Well, it, it does. And, and you know, I, I was I, fortunate enough to have a great career at ABC and CBS and got to do a lot of what I love to do there. Uh, but as you know, in news, you have to do the good and the bad news. Now I just get to focus on the good news here in the Permian. And I absolutely love it. That's what I'm saying. You got to get, pick, I, love I mean, it. you have boundaries. Don't get right. me wrong. Right. You're not going to go do some investigative. I'm going to get back back at you piece right no 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 we are we are definitely focusing on the good my my motto is always look for the good and so that's what we do in basin life is we just look for the good and there's so much good to be found here in west texas that we just get to showcase it it's interesting you say that because i I always tell people when i first started this actually uh we were going to be investigative against the industry and that, it wasn't by design. It was just that, okay, we're going to go do some real journalism mm-hmm. because this Bach and boom was going on in right. our state. And I actually am a trained journalist, so I actually come from that background. And mm-hmm. so this is when that kind of content thing was just starting out, and I understood it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So I went and I got radio stations, and I went and got, and we should actually, the New York Times, we started a relationship with them, so we did some stuff. We've done some stuff with CNBC. So we went and got the proper distribution channels to go say, I'm going to go make a living just being a content producer, and then figuring out a way to make it after that, right? Right. But, But distribution was key. Right. So I went out as a method journalist and understood very quickly that I had kind of been not lied to, but lied to. Like, this industry is not the big bad wolf like it makes it. Yeah, you know what? There's some there's some middlemen along the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they, they're screwing over both sides. And they're, you know, they want their cake and eat it too. Right. That's not the operator's fault. That's not the community's fault. That sort of thing. But that's right. been happening in every industry since I come from ag. So that's been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. But what I actually turned and went, there is so much good happening here. Yes. I think I could actually make a living just focusing on the good stories of the community building, mm-hmm. the empowerment. So female yes. empowerment, Native American empowerment. I mean, we're talking generational wealth here, not just the job at a casino. Right. No, we're talking about a, an actual person creating a job and having four employees now handing that off to his family. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you say there's so much good happening here, 
I haven't even gotten into the innovation part yet. Right. So that's good. But you focus on the lifestyle, correct? Yes, I do. So, I focus on lifestyle, uh, kids. I'm, I'm a mom of four. And so oh, wow. kids are, um, they're, they're a huge part of my life. And so we do a celebrating kids segment every week. We also oh. close out with a musical guest because our musical guests here are fantastic. When I tell you they, any one of them could be on Broadway, I mean it. They could be on Broadway. And so we always close out the show with, you know, just, just some arts because because uh, whether it's ballet or singing or dancing or ballet folklorico, that way we can just showcase uh, a variety of things here in West Texas because we are all tied to oil and gas, but we also have a lot more than oil and gas as well at the same time. We have tremendous artists and just the people of West Texas are amazing. So I have to ask you, because we do music on our our show as well, Mm -hmm. and we do it too. I'm a big supporter of the arts. Mm And we try to do what we can. And listen, when, when you don't get, you know, millions of dollars trickling in, you got to look at what you can do. Right. And so for me, using it as bumper music mm-hmm. is a great way to showcase an artist. Right. And so we do a lot of singer-songwriters. A nice. lot, you know, some of it has to do with ASCAP and not right. paying the royalties. Right. And so they, we go to the people who write their own music and they own their own music. And they look at this as a great opportunity to have a showcase deal. So we do the Moody River Band. In fact, they don't even sell their music. They give it away freerockandroll.net. Okay. Oh, that sounds awesome. Right. I'm going to have to listen to them. Oh, they're, they're, they yeah. figured it out. If we give away the music for free, we can charge for it four or five times a year at the street fairs because they're like big band and music and party, you know, kind of like Queen and Black Eyed Peas where they're better outside at a street fair than that sort of thing. But we do it because, number one, it helps promote the art right number two it's kind of nice to have a musician promote the industry instead of protest the industry do you find that reaching out to uh, we haven't deep dove into ballet and (laughs) opera and and that's like high affluent wall street journal you should do it you should do it well i don't know how we would play on our show we would we would certainly do it we'd try it in fact we have a facebook live well we have a new one elma cook i haven't listened to her music yet but she submitted it to us because Mm -hmm. she knows what we're trying to do she wrote a song called five thousand candles in the wind and it has not to do with little sebastian from parks and rec but it has to do with uh flaring okay and so we're gonna probably do a mom Montage. We do those sometimes, you know, just we figure out ways to, you know what? Music is all about every day. Right. And these musicians, they love to turn it up. Absolutely. So we, we kind of and, and through COVID, rock, through COVID, they didn't get to perform anywhere. And so this is an avenue for them to showcase their talents that they've worked their whole life for and give them an avenue. Usually they're on the stage. Well, now we're giving them a platform to be on TV. And so I, I love it. It's just it's a great show. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's great because I'm hosting. It. I'm saying it's great because the people that are on it, they are just incredible. So how much of the industry do you get into then? I mean, do, do you do any sort of uh, frack uh, chemistry? Like, do you have a frack chemist that comes on and starts, you know, drawing hydrocarbons on a chalkboard like Mr. No, but Wizard? that's a great idea. No, we actually, so, so I kind of have two separate entities of my broadcasting business. I have Basin Life, which we just focus on um, lifestyle and kids and moms. Permian Perspective, which is my podcast that I host, that's where we dive into 
all the oil and gas, everything. That's okay. that, so so two separate entities. Wow. We really don't See, go into oil and gas on Basin Life as much. Sometimes it comes up, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they overlap, as you know, with everyone's related to oil and gas here in West Texas. And so we talked a lot about uh, just kind of the psychology and mental health. One you know one episode we talked about mental health of the effects of the you know the oil bust. And so we we do correlate them a little bit, but that's not the main focus. The main focus is. Is looking for the good. <laughs> when I told you she was a pro, she's also savvy. Because <laughs> thank you. For those people in the media who just heard what she said, you understand why that is some smart working right there. That's not working hard. That's working smart. Okay. Thank you. You you know exactly thank what I'm you. talking about there. Uh, I, I do want to ask you, or I do want to mention. I want to mm-hmm. get back to Sterling because sure. Uh, Dahran and all that different stuff. Uh, I brought this up to him. Because we get snarky sometimes on the show. And one of the other reasons why I was very honored and grateful that you were going to be on the show is because I've covered politicians for 20, 30 years now. Mm-hmm. Same. And <laughs> I don't know if it's this way in your world, but where I come from, when there's a politician in the room, they'll take the first 20 minutes of a press conference and acknowledge every single public official in the room that even if it's a third, fourth stringer from U.S. Senator so-and-so, they'll make sure that they mention it and this and that. And by the way, Senator John Hoven is one of the best I've ever seen in my life really? about that. Oh, it's just tremendous. And we in the media roll our eyes and it becomes nauseating. <laughs> and so I was thinking, I want to do this with her. I'm just <laughs> going to become so over the top about, oh, I'm so grateful she was here. So oh, part you. of it was that, but part of it was just kind of me like, it's my turn now. I get to do it back. Cause <laughs> I'm jealous that they get that platform and they get to do that because I always thought we should do that in the media too. Right. Well, right. it's it's it it helps keep the ecosystem going. You know what I mean? Because that's a big part of it. Well, and to me, it's it's always important to acknowledge everyone that is there because. It- if they weren't there, you wouldn't have a platform. <laughs> I mean, really, I they know. wouldn't. And so I, I think that, you know, to thank those that are attending, you know what? That's their platform. All power to them. Let them, let them thank whoever they want. <laughs> I started laughing so hard because I just got back from the uh, uh, EPA administration's uh, listening session with Michael Regan. And so I, I showed up like 10 minutes late and they... Uh, actually, it was 20 minutes late. And they were done with the thank yous and all that different mm-hmm. stuff. And so they had just started... And then about 10 minutes later, all of a sudden, U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer stands up and he acknowledges some guy in the back by me. And I look at him, I have no idea who he is. So I went out about a half hour later, used the restroom, something kind of quick, and to come back in, I bumped into in the hallway. And I said, hey, you're somebody important. Who are you? <laughs> and he hands me his card. He goes, oh, you're the second in command at the EPA. I oh. got that. Okay. <laughs> Like, no wonder why you look important. I'm like, so that's why you got acknowledged. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, right. so that happens too. Yes, so, for sure. All right, so anyway, uh, Permian Perspectives podcast, PBS Basin Life. So I want to I want to go back to the PBS Basin Life for a second. Sure. Just walk me through a show. Just give me the storyboard for a second. Absolutely. So the first, um, we'll go back to, oh, let me think, maybe episode... 
Oh yeah, good one. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. We we just had a really good episode, episode seven, and it was an all kind of female girl power episode. Oh. And I really enjoyed this one because we have so many amazing women uh, doing good things. And so we start out with uh, introductions. I always tease what's coming up on the show, who we're about to see. Uh, from there, we went to an interview with Jennifer Seibert, who is the head of a all-girls school that we just started here two years ago called the Young Women's Leadership Academy. And I have to tell you, it, I've been reporting on this Leadership Academy for years, but have never actually been in there seeing the amazing work that these teachers are doing with these young women. And I got to go and visit and watch a robotics class, watch these girls code, coding at the age of 12. I'm like, I, di- I didn't even know what coding was until two years ago, you know? And I'm like, how are these these young ladies so amazing well they're amazing because of the teachers that are pouring into them Mm -hmm. so I visited with Jennifer we talked about all the great programs Uh, from there I always tease to a quote I'm a big quote girl I mean huge quote girl Uh, so tease to a quote Uh, from there we come back I believe at that point let me think I've slept a couple of days since then (laughs) oh then we had um Chef Malika on our show and she is a woman that fed children during the pandemic and she would open up her she had Cafe Unique at the time and she opened it up and she would cook for children anybody that was hungry during the pandemic could come and get a free meal from Chef Malika she taught us how to make an amazing summer salad which was awesome Uh, from there we went to another quote then we do our celebrating kids segment we celebrated some of these amazing young women that are at the Young Women's Leadership Academy and just heard where they're going to go Harvard one of the places and I guarantee you that young lady is going to go to Harvard someday Uh, just it it was just awesome Awesome. And then to hear what they love about being in an all-girls school, what they don't love about being in an all-girls school. Uh, went to another quote, come back, interviewed Angel and the Bad Men. Well, there was only one man that could make it that day. Usually there's five in her band. But it was Angel and the Bad Man that day. And we talked to them a little bit, and then she sang us out for the rest of the show. So that was one of my favorites that we, we've done here recently. Uh, but there's so many. I mean, I could go on and on. Our Mother's Day episode was fantastic. Um, the Bakers, Eric and Emily Baker, who are, they are a legendary husband and wife singing duo here in West Texas. They performed on our show. So we just had a lot of, it, it's just focusing, like I said, on the good, all looking for the good in West Texas. And you don't have to look very far because it's everywhere. Are you familiar with ESG? I'm not. It's the environmental social governance. Okay. It's that you, you will be okay. very, very quickly. Um, so, well, I don't know if you saw the news that uh, T- TC Energy is backing out of Keystone Pipeline now. Okay. Yes, I did see that. That's because of ESG. Okay. Okay. So ESG is this kind of this invisible force that is now controlling the bankers and the investors and mm-hmm. the politicians and society, right? Right. Um, so, the reason I bring it up is because that's been the buzzword at this conference. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's actually why we're building the industrial forest mm-hmm. is because we're gonna we're gonna show the world how the industry can actually solve another problem, which is fifty percent of the trees planted by nonprofits and governments die in the first year. Trees need water every day for three years, and then once a week for two years after that. Industry can solve that problem. 
Instagram photos cannot. Mm-hmm. So the industrial forest is going to use industry to solve this problem. So ESG is, um, the reason I bring it up is because PBS Basin Life is an example of an oil and gas company supporting ESG. So we had Ron Gusick, the CEO of Liberty Resources, on yesterday. They just released their first ESG report. They felt compelled to do that. Mm-hmm. Meridian Energy Group did. Uh, energy Transfer. When I talked to them last December, they had to re- they were rewriting theirs from 45 pages to 90 pages. They were doubling their ESG report to go to the investors for the wow. shareholder meeting. That's how much this is like ramping up and coming. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to plug PBS Basin Life for a second because supporting this this type of a program is exactly what these investors are looking for you to do because it's the baker and the art and these types of things that are building and enhancing the communities right that's the story behind this so if you want to go out and support pbs base and life you can probably get a gold star in your ESG report. And everybody's <laughs> I don't know about that, but, but you'll get a gold star with us for sure. Go to basinpbs.org. Uh, we would love to have any support. And that that's the great thing. We have so we have so many supporters here in West Texas. Oil and gas supports Basin PBS like I mean like none other. And that's just how our our town is. We all support each other no matter what they're doing. But Basin PBS provides educational opportunities for children. Uh, we we support the arts. We we are there for the community. We're doing uh, movies in Centennial Park during the summer that's free for kids to come to. And our Centennial Park in downtown Midland has just been renovated. I, I don't know the exact numbers. Don't quote me. But I want to say over $20 million for this incredible park that is downtown now and bringing families out like I've never seen before. And I've been here 23 years and I've never seen families come out and support something so strongly. And so uh, we are so grateful to have Centennial Park team up with Basin PBS and just for us to be able to support our community the way that we do because it is it's your we always say it's your station pbs is your station we are you know we are supported by the public and that's our goal is to make everybody you know happy in some way and if you don't see something on our show i always encourage people let me know who you want me to have on the show because i would love to to bring them on and share their story um that's an important key element of our show is sharing stories because that's how we connect and we can always learn from someone else's story and we always tell people that these are the people that your workers are going to church with. Absolutely. Going to ball games with. So I wanted to transition to the Permian Perspectives podcast because yes. if you're not talking about ESG, then that's got to be a pretty safe place for people to come on and learn some information, I would imagine. Not going to be much politics, not going to be much back and forth sports shouting. No politics, no shouting on my show. <laughs> so let's talk about what you guys get into here. Well, what we do is we talk about what people are seeing in their industry. And I've had, I've had so many fantastic guests from that I had the head of Chevron on for one of my first interviews and Joe um, Joseph Rob wiki back before he retired and that was an amazing interview uh, I also had 
the owner of Jumburito who feeds the Permian Basin. And I have to say, Jose Cuevas is the owner of Jumburito. If you haven't been, you oh. need to go while you're here, Jason. Multiple names oh, good. are cool. <laughs> you have got to go to Jumburito. They have the best breakfast burritos here in town. And there's like six locations to choose from. So you, you've got to get a Jumburito. Oh, I've seen them. Oh, good. Yeah. So And, and, he and what gets, was his name again? His name is Jose Cuevas. And he's, he's, he's not only the owner of Jumburito, he's also um, played a key role in the Restaurant Association and, and I know has been under, he was under Rick Perry. I'm sorry, Jose, I'm going to butcher whatever your title was, but he was head of restaurant commission. Okay. So something along those does, lines. Does he have an accent? No. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I was going to say, I could just imagine him going into a bar. My name is Jose Cosenza. So just a Montalban Corinthian leather. Just that whole, oh, man. He's, he's a great guy. That You that, definitely have to meet him. He is. He gave a great perspective because he said he knows when a boom or a bust is coming before anybody because he feeds them. Without a doubt. Without a That's doubt. That's why we interview the cafe owners. Exactly. We would always interview the cafe owners. We interview the churches, too. Right. Oh, totally. Yeah. And um, and Frackleberry Hound is hey Frackleberry, hi puppy. She is uh, here in the doors. <laughs> well, I was gonna say one of our other great interviews was Dr. Ray Perryman, who's an economist, and he did a study right before. The, the pandemic hit uh, on Midland uh, Priority Midland and so you should go to their website Priority Midland's website and check it out but he gave a great perspective as well but then of course then we have the CEOs and we have mm-hmm. the owners and then we have the, the the rig operators so we have a wide variety of guests that come on and share what's happening in their what I call their bubble because everyone mm-hmm. has their own bubble right that they are living in um, and their silos we're calling them these <laughs> silos days. yep yep that's where we we, we, got it. we chose silo for this year we're sticking with I love it we heard buckets the other day or buckets yep, your own yep. bucket you've got your bucket and they're sharing their perspective on what's happening in their bucket and giving a pulse of what's happening here in the Permian at that time of the interview mm-hmm. so I've enjoyed I love it love hearing their stories and love having them share their their gifts with us on what's worked for them. So the Permian Perspectives podcast primarily has people in the industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yes. And you've you've got that sponsored, correct? Yes. And who's your sponsor? Uh, NOV National Oil Well Varco. Okay, we better get. Uh, we a had plug. Baker Hughes um, was last year. I mean, so you're, Baker you're a Hughes. brand now. So just like when Brock <laughs> Lesnar goes out and he's got Jimmy John's on his wrestling yes, trunks. Yes. Yes. I I don't know what he got paid for that, but he's still like ten years later. Right. He's wearing Jimmy. John's on his trunks and he's getting up at UFC and things right. like that. And so, uh, and the, yes, one more time, the sponsor? NOV. We're All very right. thankful for our sponsors. Absolutely. That's why we l- allow them uh, <laughs> the, to mention who they are so you can uh, do your job and promote them. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, the Permian Perspectives podcast, primarily people in the industry, the PBS Base in Life, primarily people outside of the industry who benefit from the industry who can explain to people why this industry coexists together, correct? That's how we're layering this? Right. I mean, they're, they're definitely two separate entities because doubt. one's on TV and one's in podcast. Uh, but they're also, they complement each other very mm-hmm. well. As I've had some you know guests that have been on both. So there, there are some complementary things there because in the Permian, 
like you said earlier, we all go to church together. We all, um, I'll bump into someone at a restaurant. Hey, you'd be great on my podcast. Do you want to come on next week? You know, right. and that's how, that's how we are here. And we all are so supportive of each other. I cannot tell you how many, what I call earth angels, uh, I've met here in West Texas that people that are just like, Oh yeah, we need it. We needed a thousand coveralls. We'll come see you tomorrow. Cause I also own rig ID workwear, um, which is a FR store where we do, um, all the flame resistant clothing, but we also do, um, golf shirts and embroidery. We have a full embroidery shop in our store. And so they, it all complements each other. And that's what I love about being able to do these different mediums is I'm taking my broadcast background, uh, as, as I know you're, you're trained in journalism. I'm using that as a way to highlight our great community because I truly love being here after 23 years. It is a great place to be. And I think more people need to hear that because sometimes we can get down on ourselves, especially in a bust. And I think even in a bust, West Texas is a great place to be. <laughs> God bless you. Hey, how are you? Good. <laughs> so one of the things I want to mention that you have going that I find remarkable is you've gravitated either by design but or by serendipitous <laughs> uh, the ecosystem that you've created so they've all kind of complemented each other and I think that is an important lesson for everybody to learn today whether you're in the oil and gas industry or any other industry you need some strength in numbers right now and if you can work smart you can create your own strength in numbers that do complement each other. Now, that doesn't mean you can fly solo and all these other things, but it does give you a little bit more control over your life mm -hmm. than what you had previously. And I think you understand what I mean by that. Absolutely. I I think, um, I don't know how old you are, Jason, but at my point in my life, I want I'm to... I'm still 29. <laughs> 29, and yes, I, me, I, I, I me too. I don't tell you how many months I am, but <laughs> and 100 months. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I'm right around there with you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but at this point in my life, I love the flexibility with four kids and all my kids are golfers, um, outstanding golfers that travel all the time for their sport. I wanted to do something that I could still do what I love to do and that I, that and share my share my gifts, but also be with my family and my kids and, and support them and be able to travel with my husband when and you can't do that in the corporate world. Um, I love the corporate world. I was in it over 20 something years and absolutely loved it. Man, you started with your three. I did. Yes. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, and <laughs> I love the fact that I now have the flexibility, but yet get to do what I love to do at the same time and get to support our great community. So it is, it's like you said, it's serendipity. It's whatever it is. I like to call it God's plan. And, and I think this truly was God's plan for my life. Well, I can tell you folks, when I spoke to Krista Escamilla for the first time, which is kind of funny because we actually got connected through PBS of all the different places, <laughs> which I find ironic. Um, I don't know, 30 seconds into the conversation, I go, oh, you got pedigree. Like, just totally interrupted her. And she's like, oh, yeah, and she gave me her quick two-second, you know, resume. And you left out rig ID workwear, though. So I didn't understand the entrepreneurial skills that you have behind you. But now with rig ID workwear, uh, rig ID workwear and I understood the base in life and the Permian Perspectives podcast. That I get. Well, I like to say that I'm entrepreneur by marriage okay. because my husband is the most amazing entrepreneur. He always has something he's created. He's, he's made inventions. He's created golf tools. He 
this entrepreneurial spirit has definitely been through being married 22 years. <laughs> he is he is awesome at what he does. He always has a great idea. I like to come up with, oh, we can market it this way. We can do that. I can I can host a live show. You know, we, we work well together as a team, and I love that. We actually uh, started Rig ID Workwear when I was still at, at CBS 7. I was doing the morning show, and uh, I was reporting every day on a fatality. We were in a we were in a boom. It was you know 2012 to 2015, yeah. right? Um, and we came up with this idea about 2013. I was getting a press release, a, like I said, almost all, it seemed like it was almost daily about a fatality a day on our West Texas roads. And then a week later, we would get another press release saying they hadn't found the family because there was no way to identify them because they had moved here for the. Mm-hmm. For, for the oil field and my heart just sank and I, I remember we were talking one night and I said there's got to be a way that people in the oil field can be identified if God forbid something happens and there's an accident whether it's on the rig or if it's on the way to a rig or coming home from rig that they can be identified quickly and these poor families would know that their loved one has perished so we came up with the rig ID bracelet and that's actually how it started is oh. the rig ID we, we put their we would engrave their name uh, 1-800 number to the company their you know if they were diabetic we would put all that information on their wrist bracelet and from there we hadn't even opened our store yet because my husband said you know what we need to have a store and do full FR and safety and then that's where it kind of grew we he had a background in clothing and we just kind of went from there so Entrepreneur by marriage. <laughs> so, FR clothing. Yes. And golf shirts, embroidering. Yes. How far into the embroidering? As you can see here. Oh, yeah, we engrave. We can engrave these cups I see right here. You've got those, uh, we've got the Crude Life stainless steel. Love it. Travel tumbler. It's like a 32 ounce or something like that. I so love we, it. We like them a little bit bigger for the travel yes. people, you know, yes. and that sort of thing. And I'll give you, I, I listen, I don't know what you guys. Yeah engrave and what you guys do but we went with the higher end mm-hmm. so pelican is like a yeti it's right. they're sim- they're supposed to be similar in terms of right. nothing's a yeti i get it right yeti is yeti i know i get it but <laughs> this was you know kind of what was there next best thing next best thing we'll call it that and now these are great they are great you mm-hmm. know those retail normally 40 50 60 bucks depending on what it is and yeah and that sort of thing so what, what is it you guys do on these types of things? Because I'm telling people all the time, if you're going to get swag, you are so much better off getting something, a quality mm-hmm. that's going to stick around. When I first got into this, so like in our 20s, because by the way, I didn't realize you got married when you were two. Yes, thank and you. Then, <laughs> yes, and then you started your business, you got into your career when you were three. That was amazing. See, you got married. Then I was you a go-getter from toddlerhood. Yeah. So... I did catch that too. Uh, is that uh, we we went to our first trade show in like our twenties or something mm-hmm. like that, and whatever it was, and we got these flimsy clocks and this stuff. Like that. And he just called it landfill. <laughs> so, <laughs> I never that never left my mind. And so when we tried to be purposeful about yes. our swag, uh, you what levels of swag do you guys do? Do you do the landfill swag? Do you do the high end swag? We do, do it all. Do it that, all. We do it all because it all does have a purpose. It does yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We do it all from, you know, from the Yeti cups and engraving. Uh, something that was quite popular recently is we would take cutting boards and engrave the company's Great logo idea. into the cutting board. Um, but hats, hats are 
huge here in West Texas. And uh, we we actually created something called the Cap Club. And the Cap Club is is what a lot of the oil and gas companies here do because it's perfect for marketing for their um, for their team members. So what it is is for $99.99 a month, they get a dozen hats with their company logo, not just any hat, a Richardson 112, which is amazing. Uh, the best, most popular that's, hat. Is, I'm is looking that the around. Yeah, the hats? That's it right there. I mean, I'm looking at, I, I'm looking around at oh. this, this show right now and I see about five of them. Um, it is the, by most, the way, beautiful people are wearing. Yeah, they too. are. They are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and so the most popular hat, and then they get six koozies and then a surprise promotional item. And so we try to do the good promotional items. Like you're saying, we don't want it to be landfill. We want it to be used. Um, you can't ever go wrong with a cup. No. I mean, whether it's this 20 ounce that I have here or the 32 that you have, it's a great, it's a great way to get a, get your logo out, but B to, you know, to let customers know that you appreciate them and and say thank you just drop off a dozen cups and say hey thanks so much for your business i appreciate it. they will use that i was going to say more than that's anything that's the type of stuff they use now you can't go and give them out to everybody either that makes it a little bit difficult because listen you can't spend yourself right you know ten thousand dollars in cups that's a tough thing to get approved i get that yes but at the same time maybe five thousand dollars in cups Mm-hmm. is going to go further than $5,000 in pens. Right. Something along right. those lines. Absolutely. Know, that, that's all I'm saying. Like, we, we, you know, we sparingly use them and that sort of thing because that's just how it is. But um, what types of swag are you seeing? You mentioned the koozies. I think every single booth here has a koozie. That's not the case in North Dakota. They, really? That, that started phasing out, I guess, a yeah. few years ago. They, what was it? It was... You know, every year there's always something popular. Right. Actually, you know what surprised me? What's that? Only one person was doing masks, I think here, mm-hmm. and in the Bakken, in the, the Williston Basin, uh, KLJ, oh no, Sanford, the hospital, which makes sense. Right, yeah. right. And then uh, here, I can't remember, somebody had really nice ones though, really nice ones here. Mm-hmm. Are you guys doing those? Anybody doing those? We did, of you course. Did. In the, well, okay. and just part of owning your own business, you learn to pivot in, yeah. in any in any time. And when the pandemic hit, we pivoted tremendously. We actually turned our store into a grocery store and a medical supply store, and we had masks there. We also were engraving companies' logos on their masks so that they could, if they're workers did have to go to work they would be protected so we were we're, we were embroidering quite a few uh, company logos on masks that is phased out now as masks are you know as everyone is becoming vaccinated and they're not required to wear masks any longer but yeah we did masks for sure Um, but really pivoting during that time we were selling coveralls to hospitals instead of oil and gas companies uh just so we could keep all of our team members working. I'm sorry, I chuckled there. I'm sorry if I make you no. Bro- you're broke, good. Broke your you're flow good. of conversation because when you said now that we're getting vaccinated, I felt like I was in my old radio job, my old news. Yes, that's exactly how a news would de- be delivered. You know, right? Because we're trained like that. Right. You know? Exactly. Right. And so I just <laughs> chuckled, going, "Boy, you just must stand out like just." <laughs> Well, because I don't get I don't get this sort of polished uh, uh, speaking outside of a politician. To be honest, oh. it's, it's very rare. And I am not a politician. No, you're not. Not at all. You could be a very good one, though. Well, thank you. I really think you could. I appreciate that. But no, I, I'll 
I'll stay in broadcasting. <laughs> Rig ID workwear. I want to talk a little bit more about that, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Um, you mentioned FR clothing, and then mm-hmm. you ventured into some other stuff. But uh, FR clothing, we're talking safety and that sort of thing. How far do you breach into the safety side of things? We we do hard hats and um, the CO2 monitors, and we do, uh, uh, you know, primarily clothing is our, that is our number one. Any demonstrations or anything like we that? We do not. Okay. No, no. We, we, we have so many wonderful safety companies here in West Texas. They focus on that. We are, we are primarily focusing on keeping everyone clothed and safe at the okay. same time. Yes. And, okay. It's the safety companies that would do that. They okay. would do that. Yes. Because I did, I... It was a safety company, actually, that, that did this because they brought in some, I want to say GE or I can't remember who it was. Anyway, the, the guy gets dressed up in FR clothing and then they take a flamethrower. Oh, yes, I've seen that. Him. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So yes. I got invited to that and I'm like, it's a cool thing to witness. Right, right. I don't care who you are. Yeah, it didn't matter. What was that? The, the flamethrower was the cool part. Right, right. <laughs> oh, and that's great. And and we are 100%, like, that is our goal, is, is the safety with the clothing. Is, so people is can defi- buy the clothing at your At our spot. store, okay. that's right. And then we embroider. We can put their company logo. We have uh, 13 embroidery heads in our store, and those machines are running all day, every day, um, because everyone wants their company logo or their name, and then we do the striping. So we're, we're full-service FR store. Do you have a specific brand, or do you carry them all? Or so I'm glad you said that. Um, when we opened our business back in 2015, there were about 13 vendors. Oh. Well, now there's three. And so through that consolidation, uh, different companies being bought, we created our own brand. Um, my husband can source anything. And he just, and he started, he said, well, if we don't have any any vendors to choose from. Of course, we still carry Ariat and Bulwark, but we're going to create our own brand tailor-made to the guy that, or gal that is working in the Permian. And so we created the Permian Clothing Company. And so we have our own brand of FR, which is incredible because we, we put a vent back uh, because it gets hot here. I don't know if you've looked at the forecast tomorrow, Jason. It's going to be 106. Are you for real? <laughs> I'm for real. It's going to be 106 degrees tomorrow. So it gets hot. And we we know the West Texas worker needs to stay cool. So we created a vent back shirt, uh, lighter fabrics, but still all FR. So they are taken care of in case there was, uh, you know, God forbid, an accident. So Permian Clothing Company... Yes, it's you can. An FR company. It's an FR company. You can only get it at, at Rig ID Workwear. For real? Yes. Okay. Is is it one day? Is the dream to be like the Duluth Clothing Company? Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> I, well, that's that's the dream, right? I mean, we would love we would love for other stores to carry it. That is definitely the goal. We've already had some people that have asked if they can carry it, and so mm-hmm. we're working on getting that in other stores as well. Yeah, but it's a slow process. I it, know it is, um, but we have some great vendors out here in West Texas as well. So you know, we are retail, but we can also we have we are also wholesale as well. If you uh, ever need any assistance, um, I do know a gentleman. They they owned Max Hardware, mm-hmm. and it's a upper Midwest. It was, it's kind of bolts and nuts, and it was for real kind of build from scratch yes. things. And they always had like the bargain barn, and it was successful. And then they sold it, right? Mm-hmm. But they brought in a clothing line before they sold it, mm-hmm. and, and they went through fifteen different consultants. 
<laughs> and so uh, he's kind of bored, so he might talk to you one day on the phone and give you some ideas. All right, no, we'll talk a, to him. He's worth just talking <laughs> to. That's why I'm saying yeah. he's a character. Oh, I'd love for you to connect us. He's, That'd be great. He's, he's cool. He does, uh, I think, K-Bit is what he did. So here's his kind of quick sidebar story. So he was kind of the black sheep of the family, but he was very smart, very entrepreneurial smart. So he figured out a way to leverage his business and eBay. Now he owns KBID, which is a competition to eBay, basically. Wow. So he would go to trade shows the last day while they're tearing down like this happened like right, right now. now. <laughs> and he'd go up to booths and just say, but big construction ones, right? Mm-hmm. Like trucker ones and construction ones right. and say, we'll buy it. Wow. And they're like, we don't have to tear it down because we were just going to throw it. You got it. So he'd buy it pennies on the dollar, right. turn around and sell it either in his bargain bin at a store Smart. or on Smart. his... So then after he realized the marketplace on eBay after mm-hmm. five years, he went and did it himself. Smart. And you guys are going in the Permian clothing time at a really good time when you can harness the passion mm-hmm. that exists right now against Bulwark, which is a subsidiary of FR, which is a North Face company. Do you guys get into that at all? Do people come in and throw North we, Face? We at try you? not to talk politics in our store. I figured <laughs> that. Store. But but, but th- there's an opportunity there. There really mm-hmm. is to kind of channel some of that passion. And yes. I'll tell you what, I'm going to reach out to Ron Gusick, okay, who's the president of Liberty Oilfield uh, Services, whose CEO mm-hmm. is having a public campaign against North Face. Oh wow! Oh no, they just got picked up by Fox News. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get industry really aware of that. Listen, North Face rejected some oil and gas earlier, mm-hmm. and so they're trying to go through this. But that might be some uh, interesting uh, connections yeah, with the Permian Clothing you. Company. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, we got to grow. We've got to make things work out here. And, Absolutely, uh, and they are. They weird. are. They, they. I mean, things are growing out here. Well, uh, not the booths. Not the booths. They're going down. They're going the other way. <laughs> they're getting back to work. They're going back to their stores and they're and and going back to the oil field. Uh, but it, I mean, it would look like it was a great turnout for the. For, for this conference, which is great. Well, Krista, we've officially shut down another place for the evening. <laughs> Not the first time, won't be the last. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so we should probably wrap up here as I'm looking at the clock and, and everything. It's a podcast, but we still put it on the radio, so I do actually have some parameters in awesome. my mental check that I keep going here. But, uh, okay, so PBS Basin Life, we'll have links course available there. Permian's Perspective Podcast I imagine it's probably available on all the platforms. All the platforms. Okay. Unless it's like, no, it's only this. Which <laughs> nope, some people do. I don't understand that. No, it's but. everywhere. In Basin Life, you can actually go on YouTube and subscribe oh. to Basin PBS, and you can catch us there, or you can become a Basin Passport membership um, viewer, and you can watch it on there as well. And So just not on TV anymore. We're everywhere on all the mediums. By the way, the gentleman behind me, when I was mentioning your name mm-hmm. and who you were, I said, PBS, and he shakes his head. And I go, Prospectus Podcast, he shakes his head. I go, Rig ID, he goes, yeah, I've been there. Know them. <laughs> yep. so, oil That's field awesome. Worker, pipeliner That's guy. That's awesome. So, 
Let's get back to the rig ID for a second because sure. that's probably how most people probably know you. Either in that, this industry. either that, or I, I woke him up for ten years on the CBS morning show, and we uh, we we gave everyone a laugh every morning. Our that is true. That that's how I still a lot of you know a lot of our viewers still remember the, us by. How about some of the younger ones coming up that don't understand what a TV is yet? Yes, those people. You know where they you know is where they the know me from? They know me from LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Okay, that's <laughs> they'll be like. You're the LinkedIn girl. I was, I was like, well, I never thought of that, but thank you. That, that's great. I'll be, I'll be that. I, you know, I just want to be known as the person that shares the good stories here in West Texas. And however anybody knows me for for that reason, I love, I because I think that's what it's all about. Well, I, and as we conclude here, I do want to give your really cool idea from Reg ID this this monthly subscription thing yes the cat well, club this is so this is an evolution folks is that listen uh, the way that we make money at the crude life is our loss leader essentially is an annual subscription because if you don't have the big sponsor well you got to figure something out so we basically said you know what we'll just do the annual sponsorships because that seems to be working now the Harry's uh, Razor Club is is the pyramid marketing is gone, and all of a sudden, the you know the what the Freshleys and the power plates that show up at your doorstep—that's working. And I'm very impressed. Whoever came up with the idea, whether it's you or your husband, that was me. But we were together at the time. I'll say. No, this is this <laughs> is the you. next level of where the business is. And yeah. now it's not all the business. Right. It's not all the business. Oh, no, no. This, this is like a convenience store getting into food preparation and all of a sudden being competition against McDonald's. Right. Because the Snickers went away because of the pay at the pump stuff, right? Right. So talk about that uh, uh, subscription and what they get, the hats, the koozies. Is it their logo? Is it a different logo? Is it a mystery logo? What it's, do you got? So it's their logo. They get a dozen hats, the Richardson 112 hats. And, and I don't know if anyone knows this, but there's kind of a worldwide shortage of Richardson 112 hats right now. Um, and so we're going to keep doing the Richardson hats as long as we possibly can. Um, but because of the pandemic, there's a shortage right now. But it's a dozen Richardson 112 hats with your company logo. So it would say the Crude Life. And then you get six koozies. And we change the colors of the koozies and the hats monthly. So you're getting a variety we do six of those and then a surprise promotional item and that surprise promotional item can be anything from a notebook with with your logo on it to um, we've done some golf divot spinner tools um, trying to think what else we, we've we've done a little bit of everything you 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 name it in the promotional goods items we've done it sounds like the little more trendy things well it's a way to because um, and our daughters they get these surprise makeup yeah. subscriptions we, and we have two daughters just um, my kids are the loves of my life besides my husband just throwing that out there but my daughters they get these subscription makeup bags and I thought what a how great is that they get so excited when they get those in the mail. I want our customers to get so excited yeah. when they get our Cap Club box. We have this cute little box that says Cappiness Delivered. And it's been going great. They love it. Um, it it's great for sales teams because now they have an instant something to give with their company logo when they go visit a potential customer. And so it's just been a it's been great. And then they're also locked in for $9.99 on all future hat orders. So then when they have that golf tournament where they need a thousand hats, they can come in and we can give it to them at that membership price of nine ninety nine, which is a good deal. So And how much is the membership? Ninety nine ninety nine a month. 
99.99 a month. A month. So 100 bucks. 100 bucks. 100 bucks. 100 bucks a month and you have instant marketing hats? goods. You get a dozen hats. A dozen hats. Yes. For 99 bucks a month? Yes. I'm going to sign up. I know. It's, that's, it's a great deal. Well, it's a no-brainer. It is. That's <laughs> what we call a no-brainer in the business. Well, seriously, I mean, if you're getting hat, I mean, so like I'm I'm emceeing the Bach and Barbecue. Mm-hmm. I can have a dozen hats just to hand out. Yeah, and if you're like me, I, when I'm emceeing something, I'm throwing. I stuff love up giveaways. Yes, Absolutely. yes, a fellow lover of giveaways. I oh, love that. If you've used a shirt cannon, you've become the <laughs> coolest person I know. Yeah. That's my dream. I've not used one yet. Oh, I've done it once, oh. but I but I failed. I have to say, I was at a. Um, we have this thing called the Jackalopes. It's a hockey oh, sure. here here in Odessa, and I went and when I, when the t-shirt when it went up the power behind it mine failed and went like two feet <laughs> i was so embarrassed oh i was so embarrassed then i redeemed myself with the next one i think it actually got to someone in the crowd but oh. those things are awesome yes all i can fun. think of is uh that parks and rec episode where everything just kept going wrong on the ice and then every time something went wrong get on your feet, feet. <laughs> start playing in the background i just thinking about that the dud of the can yes get on your that's feet. awesome anyway, so. that is awesome well, well thank you very much for coming on the program here the thank program you. thank you uh, this PBS has been fun basin life permian perspectives podcast rig id workwear and soon to be in national everywhere <laughs> permian clothing company but for right now rig id workwear can they buy it online uh yes yeah go to okay. rig-id.com thank you very rig-id. much thank you jason it. that was so much fun and congratulations on all your success in your shows Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com. Giving me a heartbeat, making me never want to leave. But let the world judge, cause they don't see. Five thousand candles, five thousand candles burning bright on the light you could endure. Five thousand candles, Music featured on the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show this week is by Elma Cook, leading up to her performance at the Bach and Barbecue of 5,000 Candles. But before then, she will kick off the night with America the Beautiful. This is Elma Cook. What did I do because you could love somebody like you? They say get to the to them small and I won't pretend it don't matter at all. But no matter what the trouble ahead, I still won't regret this time that I spent. Start to be a hold. Nothing you could do to make me go. We'll let the world judge what they don't know. Giving me a heartbeat, making me never want to leave. We'll let the world judge, cause they don't see. Five thousand candles, five thousand candles burn. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. Is sponsored in part by... Great American Mining monetizes wasted, stranded, and undervalued gas throughout the oil and gas industry by using it as a power generation source for Bitcoin mining. Great American Mining Company brings the market and their expertise to the molecule. Their solutions make producers more efficient and profitable while helping reduce flaring and venting throughout the oil and gas value chain. And if you're a mineral owner, check out how much Bitcoin you could be making right now with your valued gas. Go to 
GAM.AI. That's Great American Mining. GAM.AI. The Crude Life with host Jason Speece. My name is Jason Speece, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we pay tribute to the ninth annual Bakken Barbecue happening this Friday, June 18th. From 4 to 10 p.m. in Dickinson, North Dakota, the Bakken Barbecue has raised over a half a million dollars over the past nine years, which is pretty darn good considering it started with just an idea in the thin blue sky. Speaking of blue, this year the Bakken Barbecue will honor first responders as part of its celebration, as well as singer Elma Cook, U.S. Congressman Kelly Armstrong, North Dakota Superintendent of Public Instruction Kirsten Baszler, the Mayor of Bismarck Steve Bakken, Miss Teen North Dakota Alexandria Garcia will be discussing mental health and much, much more at this year's Bakken Barbecue happening Friday, June 18th at the West River Ice Center in Dickinson, North Dakota. But right now, let's get a barbecue tip from one of the past barbecues. We're cooking baby back ribs, sir. But uh, I've been up here uh, be 39 years in February. Where are you from? From Monahans, Texas. Okay. So are you cooking Texas barbecue, or is this a hybrid of North Dakota-Texas barbecue? It's, it's kind of a hybrid because uh, it's not the spicy. So try to meet every, try to meet everybody's taste. I use a mesquite and a pecan. Oh, and a mesquite puts a good uh, bark on it, and the pecan makes it a little sweet. And uh, we uh, we've got a rub that we make that we put on it. We rub it, and then we we cook it for about five hours. And it'll get tender enough where you can pull the bone pull the bone out of it. And that was from the past years at the Bakken Barbecue, but this Friday at the West River Ice Center in Dickinson, North Dakota, the Bakken Barbecue, the ninth annual Bakken Barbecue is happening, folks. You don't want to miss it. My name is Jason Spies. I am the MC and energy ambassador for this year's Bakken Barbecue, as well as the host of the Crude Life Daily Update. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out the industrial forest. Forest.com. We're going to do a good old-fashioned Bakken barbecue. Halliburton has been cooking for two days. Uh, they've cooked 2,500 pounds of pork, 800 pounds of sausage, uh, 500 pounds of chicken. So uh, 
everyone's favorite are the fish tacos, but they've got burgers, steaks, salads, I mean, pretty much everything. And the first experience was, oh, where are all the rigs? Because you have so much country here. In a car, they're in a tent, they're in some other building that's not meant for human habitation. We've actually found people living in haystacks, in uh, grain bins. We found one guy that uh, basically gets shelter in a culvert each night. This was one of those stories where one reporter can't cover. There's too much happening at one time in too many places. If you hear it and it ain't stuck in your head all day, it's got to pop back beat and it's sung the wrong way. If you're not making money in the Bakken, you just truly are not thinking hard enough. Brother, it ain't country, no. Looking for a helping hand. Look at the end of your doggone arm. North Dakotans aren't looking over their shoulder for the government to help them. Some furco wearing wannabes producing your stuff. And brother, you ain't country enough. If you can't move to it, crew to it, up and slam some boots to it, party to it all night long. If it ain't about whiskey sipping, guitar picking, tractors, trailers, trucks, or prison, man, it ain't a country song. As long as I'm working, my mom and dad are happy. Okay. And a shower. Well, that was always the key, especially going to Thunder Bay. And he doesn't like life, I guess. It starts rocking. Insanity, right? North Dakota, the Bakken Plague. Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com.